0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome back to the Run Down post game show here on the Strickland YouTube channel. If you're listening to this today after the Strickland Podcast Network, I'm Sam. I'm joined by Jeff. We will be joined by some other people shortly after. Um, Nick's win in convincing fashion, um, and I'm probably underselling it at this point um 128 to 92 versus the 76ers one of the contenders in the east um i I say that in quotes um as we beat the brakes off of them 128 to 92 um we will get into all this good stuff but before we do all major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off and i believe the college football um championship will be on monday Bet online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. All right. And we start with an incredible, incredible win. Um, so many... Amazing things to talk about. I believe me and Jeff we spoke before, shortly before this, we said I we believe everyone had a pretty good game except for Randall who didn't have it offensively. Um, one for eleven for him. We'll save him for later on in the show. Um, there's so much good to talk about with this team, um, especially in this game. Um, 29 points from Jalen Brunson, Hartenstein absolute domination of Embiid. I mean, sure, Embiid got his 30 and 10, but Man, did it not look like 30 and 10 from Embiid? Um, as Hartenstein had 17, six rebounds, five assists, two steals, two blocks, including that incredible block at towards the end of the game that led to, I believe, a Grimes fast break, um, layup after Jalen Brunson had previously stolen the ball from him and gone in for a layup as well. Just a fitting end to that game, um, where the Knicks absolutely dominated the 76ers in, um, transition points and fast break points. Um something that we rarely see this team do and it was very encouraging to see them do that versus um um a supposed dominant opponent. Um <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, divincenzo he only played 17 minutes surprisingly, um but had 14 points in those 17 minutes. Um and then you have the be- the bench who gave us good great minutes I want to say at this point. Um yeah, Josh Hart, who, who was a plus 46. Insanity. Um, 10 points, 15 rebounds. 15 rebounds going up amongst the trees of Hartenstein and Embiid, grabbing all those rebounds. Shout out to him, six assists. Um, also got a block. Plus 46, I believe, is the highest plus minus in a game this season. Right? I want to say, like, I believe that was the stat that was on the on the timeline today
1: yeah i yeah i i saw the stat you saw
0: yeah um deuce mcbride shout out to deuce i i put out a tweet man and people were killing me on twitter for this tweet um i put out a tweet earlier today about like how you know someone had said that we need to give deuce a little bit more time and i was of the mindset of saying you know after this og trade you really you were really not of the mindset of a team to be waiting around and like trying to develop guys and hold their hand and whatnot and my tweet was getting at that as in like you know we need a secondary creator um but deuce today 15 points um four assists gave you four threes in the first quarter absolute um scorcher of a quarter very fun quarter um i think my point still stands i won't get into that though we still do need i think a secondary creator off the bench um i don't think this is consistent from deuce and maybe i will be wrong i would love to be wrong trust me i'd love to be wrong about that um but i still didn't see any like of that creation juice that we we got from quickly um but it was great to get those numbers from him from behind the arc because lord knows how how spotty our three-point shooting can be
1: so to me it's kind of like a chicken or an egg situation because first of all deuce will never be quickly and that's that that's okay it, it, as an offensive player at least and that's 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 okay like yeah um deuce is deuce is a good player in his own right but what i had seen a lot of in the first you know couple uh the, the first couple games since since the og trade is they haven't really even allowed uh they haven't even really allowed deuce to see what he's got to offer you know so it's like like if they get a secondary creation uh creator or initiator and bring him in and all of a sudden that guy's running the show and it's like see he's doing things that deuce could never do it's like okay can we like at least give it some time to see if he can do it Cause like they they weren't even trying to figure out what he could do. It was just like, okay, you're gonna play off Randall, Josh Hart's gonna bring the ball up, and you're gonna shoot every once in a while. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But like don't say that you like don't say that you we need another creator and then bring somebody in and have him play a totally different role. Obviously, there's stuff that goes on beyond the scenes that we don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe they just, you know, they have these practices and dude's just terrible in practice, and Tibbs is like, yeah, we can't even came and bother in in the uh, in the game. So that's I guess that's a possible outcome. But um, I agree with you that like Deuce was great today. But if if him hitting a bunch of threes is what's going to keep him in the rotation, we're going to go back to having these conversations because nobody hits four threes a night, you know, or very few people hit four threes a night. Um, It's about the other process related things that matter in terms of him being the backup point guard in the jail in the non-jalen brunson minutes and that stuff is still to be determined i'd say
0: yes for sure um and you know we always talk about you know his struggles in you know bringing up the ball and stuff like that and creating in the half court um from time to time when he does get those opportunities um but yeah he had a great game today only played 15 minutes though um but still gave you great production in those minutes um hitting those threes, um, being a good point-of-attack defender. Um, Grimes today, 25, 24 minutes, 19 points, all 19 coming in the fourth quarter. Um, absolutely ridiculous quarter from him. I think that ties um, for most points in a quarter by Nick this year. Um, that ties with Jalen Brunson's um, absolute – monster of a third quarter versus the suns in that 50 point game um but yeah 19 points eight rebounds shout out to grimes getting on the boards i've noticed that he's been a little bit better on getting on the boards um since the trade um that's really good to see from him um
1: to i bet somebody i bet somebody was like in his ear like dude tibbs loves rebounding you gotta start getting up for those rebounds he'll play you more you know like watch watch josh hart and dante DiVincenzo sky for those rebounds Tibbs loves that. you got you gotta show him. you can do that too, to stay on the court for those big moments,
0: yeah, definitely. and and he's been he's been making a concerted effort for of that. Um, four threes. um, great to see him get up thirteen shots and nine threes in in just the 25, uh, 24 minutes. Um, you know, something that we've criticized Grimes for um is his hesitancy to shoot and the lack of shots that he's put up. Um, so it was great to see him get um put those shots up. And last but not least, Precious Achua um gave you a solid five and three and a block in his um 12 and a half minutes. Did wasn't terrible. Um hit a three. So you know, shout out to Precious Achua, you know, giving us some production. Hopefully he can keep it simple, keep it light. Um, yeah,
1: I I I like to, I like the Precious Precious Achua experience. Far more tonight than I did the first two. Um, I want to bring it back to Grimes for a second because you know all the stuff. You you made a couple a couple of really nice points about his aggressiveness and shooting more. But to me, Grimes's promise has always been about the way he can elevate the team and the way his gravity, the way his defense can help the guys he shares the court with. And some of the Knicks' best moments tonight came when grimes was doing stuff that wasn't super loud you know but he was just there um so yes it's nice to see him shooting more aggressively because that's going to be the thing that keeps him on the court more but i think you really saw especially when he was sharing the court with josh Hart and og Ananobi, that trio is a monster defensively just an absolute like i was saying like what is what was philly supposed to do like, honestly, like, I know that that might sound a little bit like um exaggerated, but they had Embiid on the bench, and the Knicks bench had um those three plus Deuce for a little bit, but then they brought Brunson back in and Precious. And like, I know Precious isn't close to Hardenstein, but still, you have to be able to get to the rim. And like, Hardenstein, Grimes, and OG are just switching across the board, they're everywhere. I did. I didn't like Maxi's great. Maxi's an amazing player, but Maxi's like starting with OG on an and he's like, okay, I need a switch. Oh shit! Okay, there's Josh Hart. That's not an easy matchup. Oh shit! There's Quentin Grimes going around every single screen. That like those minutes might not look pretty, and they might struggle to score, but there could be an argument for just keeping that core and keeping Deuce with them because they're going to have like, a they're going to have a defensive rating of like 90. Like they're, they're just not going to give up any points at all. So it almost like, like, yes, would it be nice if they also had a creator with them who could create more offense? Sure. But that's going to be one of the league's best defensive units. And I'm not exaggerating there at all. So I'm, I, I hope, I hope we get a little bit of a leash with that lineup just to, just to watch it was it was really encouraging to watch tonight and and you know it would be cool to see them grow together see them build chemistry on offense and just see how it does because i do think that they can um they can be a good one
0: yeah, and if they're disruptive if they're disruptive enough defensively their offense can come i don't want to say solely off turnovers but like we saw a glimpse of that today like the knicks got a bunch of fast break points because they were able to stifle um the Sixers defensively um and you know that was a problem before this trade and you're seeing the dividends of this trade of having OG and Anobi kind of just having OG there kind of just puts everyone else in like their natural their more natural defensive positions in a way um where the game is easier for everyone um and this team isn't bleeding 120 points nightly like before this trade, like we were legitimately like giving up, like, I want to say like 115 on the regular. Um, and since then, I don't think teams have cracked past, I want to say 110 versus us. Minnesota scored 106. That's yes, the most. that's the most. Wow. So yes, yeah. huge, huge difference. Um, but yeah, I mean, Hartenstein isn't being taxed so much defensively. Um De Vincenzo, like like you've pointed out, goes back to more of that free safety roaming where his strengths are. Even Randall gets to look a little bit more locked in defensively because he's not being taxed with as much um as he was before. Um and you know, Brunson's always going to give you what he does defensively, even if it's not the most loud or you know, the most obvious in your face type of defense.
1: And Josh Hart. Yeah. Yeah. Like Josh Hart was such a big part of the team last season. And an underrated aspect of the teams, I don't even think it's fair to call it mediocre start because, like, the schedule's so hard. So I do feel like the Knicks have been slept on in general. Even before the trade, it was like, okay, they got through the really tough part of their schedule. But especially now with OG, if Josh Hart can return to close to the impact that he provided last season, that's a huge deal for the Knicks. And he was phenomenal tonight on both ends. He was, I mean, you 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 you're always you have to live when, when he's playing that well you have to live with the frustrating moments of like he's just not a natural shooter and he's not always just firing off the catch but i did you know he did shoot i mean how many threes he shoots tonight? he shot oh my god he only shot two It did i don't know i mean maybe i was just in a better mood watching it tonight but definitely seemed like he was shooting more um but who cares about that right now because he was just so good attacking the offensive glass grabbing rebounds defending, you know, be doing that, all that connector shit that he does so well. Um, Best game of the season from him by far, I would argue. And just so encouraging for the team overall.
0: Yeah. Um, And, you know, we we didn't even talk about OG and Anobi, who we acquired and who we've been 3-0 since we've gotten him. Um, Kind of quiet game, I want to say. And most OG games are going to be quiet. I mean, there are going to be some games where they're more loud defensively than they were today. Um, but you know, he had 11 points, two rebounds, no assists, um, just a steal, three for 11 shooting from the field. Um, but he was a plus 20. Um, so you know, yeah,
1: and and, and Maxi's just a bad matchup for him for him, like that's it, on the spectrum of, I don't believe there's really like besides maybe like Joel Embiid, although OG and uh had an isolation possession against Embiid and defended him really well, yeah, but. I don't think there's a matchup really in the league that is one that Ananobi can't take on, but on the spectrum, Maxie's one of the tougher ones just because he's a really fast guard, you know, and that's, I mean, Ananobi's really good, but that's just going to be hard for him or relatively hard. And I thought he did a fine job tonight. And remember the thing you brought up earlier, even if, you know, Maxie's kind of getting his, Ananobi's ability to, guard him one-on-one it, it kind of it takes away the other players ability to get theirs because their defenders are staying at home you know Maxi was getting a lot of his production early in the first half in one-on-one in pick and roll and it wasn't like forcing collapses it wasn't allowing the the shooters to get hot um that's just what that's the intangible effect that that og and brings to your team it's it's beautiful to see
0: um, yeah, and I want to I want to highlight that possession against Embiid because like I feel like that possession right there just shows you like the how great of a defender it is, how great of a defender OG and Anobi is and how great it is to have someone like that because you know you can put him on a center for a couple possessions and let your center you know do some roaming stuff where he can come off for a weak side block or something like that. Um, so it just provides you know that much more creativity with your defense um and we didn't have that before like you couldn't put rj on the center like god bless his soul if you would um but yeah it just wouldn't have worked
1: yeah we're the rj thing is tough like like we we brought up the og for rj thing on here and i'm pretty sure i know i know how i felt i'm pretty sure we unanimously unanimously agreed that OG would be an upgrade over RJ in the short term. And I think opinions varied on whether that was worth it in the long run. And, you know, I don't think, obviously there are people who just disliked him. I I can't imagine there are many people who thought it would be this drastic. And so like, OG's obviously helping, but it does make you wonder like how much RJ was hurting, you know, like on both sides of the ball. Um, but you know, he's in Toronto now. God bless him. Hope he balls out. Hope he freaking, you know, hope he's great. But we are seeing right now, like, I mean, it's not like OG Ananobi's an all-star. You know, like he's he's in, he's all-star level. He's an all-star in his role. In his role, but it's not like they upgraded from RJ with LeBron prime LeBron James. You know, like they 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 like people, the the super RJ hive laughed at the idea of getting O.G. Ananobi because, oh, this is a role player. And like, he can't, he's not like a hooper and stuff like that. And it's like, I hope people are starting to understand the value of synergy and not, it's not just a never ending one-on-one contest. Basketball is way deeper than that. And that, so like judging O.G. Ananobi versus R.J. Barrett was never about like who has, more ball skills and stuff like that it had everything to do with impact on team in that role and i just it's wild how just huge the upgrade seems to be and immediate like remember this is this is all happening immediately they're not they haven't practiced really together they're like this is this uh, and again all the net rating stuff it's going to go down you can't just keep in the nba unless you're a freaking dynasty you can't just keep destroying opponents by this much. Maybe they can. I mean, if they can, that'd be awesome for us Knicks fans. But the the net rating can go down and this unit can actually improve as a functioning core. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of scary for the rest of the league, I'd imagine, because holy shit, do they flow well together?
0: Yeah, and you can just imagine how it how it goes as the season goes on, you know. You know, as the season went on with Josh Hart, you saw the team starting to get better and better and better and better. And this is just another, it just is going to be just another level of that. And you can imagine if they do add a secondary creator, you know, there's talks of Burks coming back somehow, some way. Um, There's talks of Brogdon, um, you know. So the Knicks are actively looking for that, you know, secondary creator for the bench unit. Um, And you can just imagine how much further along this is going to take this team cuz like this team right now I feel like is just like still like you know base level of where it can be and we just beat the number 1 defense in the league in Minnesota um with Jalen Brunson struggling um and then we just handily beat the 76ers on their home court on national TV with Julius Randle playing pathetically offensively
1: yeah, that's. I mean, you you said it. This is.
0: If this is not a contender, I don't know what is.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. I actually just don't even know what this is. Like this is, this is ridiculous. Like these first three games, you couldn't have scripted them better. I guess, I guess if you were scripting it better as from it as a Knicks fan, like trying to like build a dynasty in Madden and just run woodshed on the rest of the league the Timberwolves fake comeback wouldn't have happened. And the yeah. Knicks would have just obliterated everybody. But like, fuck, man. And like, there are people talking about like, let's, let's be frank. The Knicks were on the, if you're talking about luck factor tonight, some of the threes they made silly, some of the loose balls, they caught a lot of breaks tonight. Bro,
0: but there was this one with precious.
1: They won by 36 points. Like you're not you're not winning by 36 points because you got a couple breaks, you know. Like you're, this is the second best defense in the NBA. I don't know. I don't. I'm just like in shock. Like this is amazing. This is. I was just sitting there watching. Like holy shit, this is the best basketball team I've ever gotten to root for in my life. Yeah. At least NBA basketball team. I'm a North Carolina fan, so like 2009 North Carolina basketball team is like literally one of the best college basketball teams in the history of the sport. So that was fun, but I don't know what the fuck this is. This is like this, this, what they're doing right now, 2013 wasn't close to this. Nah. No way. And, and it, 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 nice it didn't, it,
0: it, 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 the thing with 2013 too, is like, it didn't feel sustainable. Cause it was a bunch of guys on their last legs of their career. Um, you know, the Knicks got lucky finding Melo at the four because Stoudemire got hurt. Like, you know, it's just a whole bunch of stuff that just wasn't sustainable. And we saw it the year after, like, you know, it just wasn't. So this feels so much more sustainable. They're not doing like tonight, like aside from tonight's crazy three point shooting, and it wasn't even that crazy either. Um, It feels pretty sustainable what this team is doing. I mean, they've done it for three games straight and they haven't even really fully integrated themselves. And OG hasn't fully integrated himself. Like, he he still looks like he's still trying to figure out what to do on offense sometimes. So it's like, you know, when they figure all these things out and, you know, when they get that secondary creator, it's just going to be even that much more of these type of games on a regular basis.
1: Yeah. And, like, this is... I mean... They're about to get a back to back or not a back to back, but two games and three nights or whatever or four nights against Washington and Portland. What are they gonna what are they gonna do to those two teams?
0: I, I mean, I mean, looking at what other teams are doing to them, it's just like it's crazy cause and like, this is
1: where this is where like the the strengths of Tibbs comes in. like, I mean, I don't have any concern about like a letdown game or, and of course I just, I control sports negatively. So I'm just gonna be wrong here somehow, but I don't have any concern of like them not respecting their opponent or, you know, any of that stuff. I, I'm just like, okay, they're going to crush Washington and they're going to crush Portland. And it's like, I don't. I feel bad for the people tuning in right now. My analysis is holy shit. Like, that's my analysis of this team right now. I don't have anything better. I'm just in shock. This is like, this is unbelievable. Honestly, to watch like this is an amazing basketball team. Some of the highest quality basketball that I can't think of five higher quality basketball games by the Knicks. I don't know. Maybe I. I won't say in my lifetime because I'm not samuel young i don't have my i don't have my youth to me so i'm sure there were games in the 90s where the ewing knicks looked amazing and i just can't remember them but as far as like 2000 in this millennium sixers are the three seed sixers 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 had going into this game the best net rating in the nba best net rating in the nba Second best defense in the NBA, and they just scored 128 points on them in regulation, and held them to 92 points. Held a team with Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey to 92 points. Everybody played well, and they did this with Julius Randle going one for 11. I, what else are we supposed to say? Like this is just, I don't. You said you just said it a couple of minutes ago. How is this team not a contender? How how is this team not a contender? I don't. I don't see how that's possible. Like it, this is a contender. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry if that makes people mad.
0: Yeah. As much as people don't want to admit it, this is what a contender looks like. Um, but yeah, I mean, and yeah, our schedule gets really light. Like you said, I mean, we play um, the wizards. We play um, Portland. I believe we play with the Mavericks there, you know, they're they should be a a a comparable opponent but i mean hey we we played the Sixers and the timberwolves just recently and absolutely like outclassed them for most of those games um we play the grizzlies coming up they aren't really that um they haven't been really that impressive since they even since they got john morant back um they're still 11 and 23 um we had quickly stunned on them the other day, um, but yeah, I mean this this team's schedule gets really favorable, and you know there's a chance for this Knicks team to really take this winning streak um, a little bit further.
1: The only thing I hope is that the books keep disrespecting them, <laughs> right, dude? They closed at six and a half tonight, six and a half they plus two hundred, and got, I'm looking. They
2: got fucking bet up. They got bet up. That was that opened at six.
1: That's legitimately one of the most disrespectful things I've ever seen in my life. I, I wish I could have put more on it. Like, I was, and, like, I'm not, like, a, I don't know. I'm not, like, a homer. I hate betting on my team. I'm not a fan of it at all. But that was a yeah. joke. And, like, DeAnthony Melton's a good player. That was somehow forgotten. That must have been forgotten in the line. And probably one of their most important players in this matchup. Because, look, I'm. I, you guys will I mean, laugh at he, me for he saying this. You can
2: check Deuce McBride. Nobody you else you got you
1: guys will laugh at me for saying this. I thought Nicholas Batum did an admirable job defensively on Jalen Brunson. I thought he was in all the right places. I thought he was hounding him up the up the court the whole time. It did not fucking matter at all, at all. It was just it was laughable. Like Jalen Brunson was like, okay, like yeah, you're playing good defense. I'm just gonna score anyways, and I'm just gonna keep getting my spots. Um, sorry, sorry to derail this conversation. I just want to ask a real quick question.
0: Yes. What is the
2: reasoning that you think that NBA TV has Pistons Warriors as the national game today?
0: Um, what? no
2: the idea. time that Raptors Kings is going on.
1: Wait, why is there an N- Why is there an NBA TV game the same time when there's an ESPN game? That's I got. I got to double check. I'm pretty sure it's true. There, there there's no NBA, NBA TV. No, no, no. Must... Yeah, you, I, I'm an idiot. Don't worry. Yeah, about it. it must just be a live cut in. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: yeah continue um, continue no you're cool uh thanks man that I was just I was I was just saying my the thrust of my point is that six and a half plus two hundred was a joke and I made once again like I, I'm just gonna make a ton of money this year on the books I guess the only explanation is the public hates the Knicks and so they set these really low lines these really stupid lines because people will bet against the Knicks regardless. okay.
2: I'll I'll play devil's advocate. I think the reason why they might have put six and a half on it is Philly starters have been awesome, as well as obviously the Knicks starters have been awesome since the OG trade.
1: Yeah, but I think with two and a
2: half. with Melton though, that matters. What? Oh, was it the Melton? Mel- Melton is in the starting lineup. I thought he was coming off the bench.
1: Yeah, no the, the I super, think they ch- the super, they changed it recently. The super the super net rating God lineup is maxi melton batum harris and Bede. okay well then uh i had nothing to say and continue
2: on your rant Jeff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i don't look and like i'm i'm king of like oh i i respect the the books i know that like the with the, all the technology they have over there all the fucking formulas and algorithms i'm not acting like i can beat the books or like i'm smarter than the books but this line just stunk to me, and I'm trying to figure out what it was. But the Knicks are better than the Sixers right now. Like, they're just a better basketball team. Um, the Like, Randall, like, all right. as I,
2: I want to say this because I, I want to get this out of the way. I had a lot of people constantly through my mentions, like, uh, Randall's playing like shit, Randall's being that. Like, yeah, he played like shit on offense. There's no question about it. Terrible decisions, bad shots, couldn't make a shot even when he got a good one. All that is true. I absolutely fucking killed this guy last year in the playoffs. Not because he shot like shit, but because his defensive effort, his energy, all that stuff was terrible. I thought his defensive effort, in spite of his offensive struggles today, was good. And I'm not saying that that's going to get it done to win a championship. Obviously, you're going to need Julius Randle to prove that he can be a quality offensive player in the playoffs to win a championship. But you, I will, just this is just me. I will always live with a guy giving me his effort. Like I can, I'll criticize him, but I will live with the effort. I could live with what Julius Randall gave me tonight because I thought his focus and his mind was in the right place. His execution, obviously not so much. And you know, if you want to say like, yeah, he was forcing some shots and yes, he definitely was. He was pressing. He for sure wanted to have a good game on national television i get that but i'm not going to kill him for the. I, i'm not going to kill him for it tonight because i thought like there was a play where he had a terrible turnover i don't know what it was he got back in transition and he ended up stopping the shot at the rim I, I don't even remember who it was it was like early in the third quarter which was by the way like that's that's probably the worst quarter he's had this this season which is saying something considering some of the quarters he had earlier in the year
1: um yeah, I mean, Shwin, if we're gonna talk about like macro stuff, and like I don't even mean this in like a try to be negative way, seek negative stuff out. But if if we're gonna do anything on this post game, except just fucking verbally masturbate to how good this team is, if if we can find anything to talk about, it's that stretch when the Knicks didn't score, and the fact that like there were no solutions, there was no, it was just like Randall struggling. Let's just keep giving him the ball in isolation, and it's like. Yeah, yeah, but, but these you know if are you important.
2: if you actually actually though jeff if you if you question uh the shot creation abilities of the second unit you're a hater and um actually you're just trying to be negative and maybe you're even just doing it to draw engagement that's what i was told today um like look i'm very very happy that deuce would ride when four or four from in the first half that was awesome first quarter sorry first quarter i mean mm-hmm. that was an incredible thing but like he didn't create any of those
0: shots. We just we we spoke about it earlier because I was yeah. talking about my tweet that I was getting killed for.
2: Yeah, and I I, I tweeted on the first like that lineup to, put out, to start the fourth quarter
0: was absolutely
2: first, okay, first of all, it was a it was a fourteen point game, right? To start the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken, that, Is
1: awesome. that what it was something like that. Was it fourteen? Um, I can tell you right now. I think fourteen sounds right though. Eh, fourteen. It was the Knicks had 93. The 76ers had 76. So 17.
2: Okay, 17. That was like a one and a half minute, two minute stretch where he ran out this lineup that literally, like, they could not get into the paint in the half court. There was no chance. There's no chance. None of those guys can create. And, like, you can tell me I'm overreacting. If you think I'm overreacting, Go pull up the box score again. I'm going to reference it again. I'm going to reference it forever. Go pull up the box score to start game six of the second quarter in Miami last year. That is how quickly a lead can evaporate. If your lineup has zero shot creation, that is how quickly you can evaporate. I'm not saying this game was as important as that. My point is people are like, Oh, he's experimenting. He's not fucking experimenting. This is not an experiment. This is like, 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 and, and it's amazing to me because these are really the same people that will be like, oh, well, like, he can't play X at the five because X, Y, Z things, and I'm like, well, that's experimenting. That's an experiment I would fucking like. because that's, that's an experiment that might open up the floor. And and you can actually maybe get over some of your limitations in ball handling because the floor is more spread. But in this case, apparently I, me, me suggesting this was like a crime. Like, you're just trying to be negative. You hate Tibbs. It's like, one, let me tell you something, I do hate Tibbs. Two, like, it has nothing to do with hating Tibbs. This is a lineup that will not succeed. If you play that lineup 300 minutes, they are going to be the, like, one of the worst lineups in the NBA in terms of offensive rating. There's no hope for that lineup. So that's not an experiment that is even worth trying. That's a stupid experiment. And, like, Look, oh, so he can experiment with this lineup. But for me to ask him to, like, start Emmanuel quickly was, like, this fucking, oh, how could he do it? This fucking thing, it won't work against the Boston Celtics in the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals. Like, okay. like, But he can experiment with it before that, right? Anyway, my point is, that lineup sucked. Avoid that lineup. And I actually think, I'll, I'm going to throw this out there. I think he put that lineup out there intentionally. I think he wants another guard that can create. And I think he's going to keep making it apparent to the front office that I need the, I need this guard. I need you to get me somebody. I need you to get me somebody. I think he likes Deuce McBride, but he will not put Deuce McBride in, in situations to, to succeed. Because he could have easily, like, he, he, now, so he's doing the Deuce thing that he kind of did with quickly earlier in his career where it was like, no, 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 you can only play point guard. You can't play off of another point guard. You can only play point guard. So Deuce only gets the minutes right now, where Brunson isn't playing. So that to me is a separate issue, because to me Deuce always has played better, playing off of a creative guard because he's not a creator himself, but he has shown a lot of promise or some promise anyway as a spot up shooter. And we saw that obviously in the first quarter where like he's a know, small how- shooting guard. Yeah, well, yeah, and 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 he's a really good defender. So like, there's situations where you can get away with that. Yeah. Um. So like. That was the only, like, that was really the only thing in this game that really bothered me. I didn't care that much about, like, like, I, I'm not going to kill Tit. Like, people are like, he's got to take Julius out. Like, maybe, but I kind of get why he's leaving him in. And, like, my assumption was he was leaving him in because he's going to play Brunson from the start of the fourth quarter.
1: But he didn't yeah. do that. Um, but, Sam, like, whatever. Sam, ran- random aside, how many points do you need from Paolo? Um, 35. Ah, so you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. You know you know the rest of them won. Yeah, I know. I saw. Uh, okay. Sorry, he's, hey, he, hey, Sam's smiling through it right now. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 running badly. Like it's it's been tough. Yeah, it's been really hard,
2: you know. Like he only made <laughs> fucking over a grand the other night on the live stream. <laughs> in double overtime.
0: <laughs> hey, maybe we get another double overtime with the Nuggets.
2: Um but yeah, no, look, this game was you Know here uh, as Clyde would say, heroes abound. Uh, I, I thought they got great performances across the board. DiVincenzo probably didn't even play enough in this game, he was really good. Brunson was really good, aside from whatever the fuck he was doing in the third quarter, that was really weird. Um, Deferring. I thought I, and I just gotta say, man, uh, because I've been killing the guy lately. This is the Josh Hart, this is the Josh Hart, this is the Josh Hart. This is the yes. one.
0: Yes. Bottle
2: this up. Like you guys have seen Space Jam, right? Michael yes. Secret stuff. Josh Hart's yep. secret stuff. Bottle this up. Keep it away. Like put it in Fiji bottles and hide it in a fucking refrigerator until the playoffs. I don't care. And give it to him. Like bottle up. Like, what's the maximum amount of games you can play in the playoffs? 28? Bottle up 28 of those motherfuckers. And 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 save them for the playoffs. Because this guy, the guy that came out to play tonight, that guy wins you games. He wins you series. Like, that's what that guy does. He can win you a series because he will tilt margins. He was that impactful tonight. Everything he did tonight was with a purpose. He got blocked on a drive in in the first half by Batum. And I I loved it because I was like, there was no downside to that drive because he was playing in this fucking zero shot creation lineup. I was like, please, please try to go to the rim. Went out of bounds and we got the inbounds pass. There was no downside to it. I loved how he played tonight, everything about it. He was, he was everywhere. He he was so impactful. And then to see that, and then him and Hartenstein, like, you know, I don't know, Sam, you're, you're younger than me and Jeff, but like these motherfuckers are out there looking like Fulton and Portman, just the fucking bash brothers. Like they were out there laying it all on the line. They were awesome tonight. Both those guys. I loved everything I saw from them. I said that I heart is a guy you want in your foxhole. I I always want that guy in my foxhole. I will pay him an absurd amount of money to be the Knicks backup forever if that's what it takes. Like He's that impactful to me. He matters that much. And quite frankly, we will see how it plays out in the longer sample. I think there's a very reasonable argument that with OG OG Ananobi here, Hartenstein is a much better fit with the starting lineup. Um, That's not a knock on Mitch. That's just a different – It just just offers a different look. It's a discrepancy in what their overall skill set is, um, and yeah, look, I, I just can't say enough. Him, Isaiah Hartenstein, Josh Hart tonight. Uh, to me, those guys won the game. Like they won the game for us. I thought they. I mean, the way Hartenstein played against Embiid, I know Embiid's numbers look great. Give me a break, dude.
0: Give me stat a padding, break. stat padding, stat yep. padding in the loss. He was getting Hart- his ass kicked by Hartenstein.
2: Hartenstein was just everywhere, and he he was so disciplined tonight. You can watch, you could see him consciously trying to like avoid fouls, not giving Joel Embiid the ability to swing his arms through. You could see it. You could see it. This was, this was such a disciplined and professional performance from Isaiah Hardenstein. This is the type of performance that obviously he's never going to be Joel Embiid, but if you're in a series against Philly, this is the type of performance you need from your center consistently to have a chance to win that series. And you saw that in a one-game sample size tonight. He was special tonight. Like, he really was special tonight. And Josh Hart was special tonight. Those two guys were the difference in the game. The Hart brothers. They, they were they, they were the difference in the game. And also, shout-out to Quentin Grimes, an incredible fourth quarter. And, and a fourth quarter that was just like, man, if he doesn't make some of those shots, you're sitting there, and I think he gets tight. I think he gets really tight. And he's got to bring Randall back in the game, and you're like, "Do we really want Randall back in this game tonight?" Uh, <laughs> and and either way, like Grimes was huge in that fourth quarter, and it was just nice to see him have a fucking like quarter where he's just letting that it rip. Yeah, Look he, like he's Emily Grimes, and he's just letting it rip. Like there was that one where he came off the screen right at the top of the key, mm-hmm. and
0: you could he tell it. I like, was like right by his legs.
2: He almost, like, didn't want to take it, but then he was like, fuck, I got to take this. I'm, like, really open. Like, I'm, like, really open. I got to just take it. And they let it rip, and he made it. But it was it was awesome to see. It was a really fun game in a lot of ways. The Knicks certainly got a little bit fortunate with some of Philly's free throw shooting mm-hmm. and some of their own three-point shooting. But
0: – Fuck it. We need like, that type look.
2: But, but, like, you don't win by 30 points because of fortune. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, Jeff, they – Jeff do. literally made that point <laughs>
1: earlier.
2: You don't win yet. You don't. Me and Jeff, man, brothers from another mother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was uh, Shwain.
0: Yeah,
2: that... Your thoughts
1: on
0: the the precious minutes? Because we kind of talked about the precious minutes before you came on.
2: It's the forty percent, right?
0: <laughs> the forty percent that the Raptors 40. fans. I think and know maybe this maybe it's good. like
2: maybe it's like thirty three percent though, right? It's like. Like, one of every three games, you get, like, a good precious game. This is a good precious game. He was really good tonight, I thought.
0: Yeah, especially hitting that three. He looked a little shaky <laughs> taking it. <but. laughs>
2: well, first of all, Grimes <laughs> needs to take that fucking three. Yes. Okay, he's got to take that fucking three. But then he put it on the floor, and he tossed to him. Didn't he, like, fumble the catch initially? And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to shoot. Yeah, he looked that. a little shaky on it. But once he let it go, I was like, that actually looks good. Like, it looks.
0: He has a good like, shooting for him.
2: Yeah, I was like, it looks, it looks good. It looks. Looks nice. I was like, all right, but yeah, no, man. uh, Pressure, precious was fine tonight. If that's his worst, like, if that's the the baseline, you would take that. But that's not going to be the baseline,
0: you know? No, it's not. It's going to be more so games like Chicago and Minnesota. But
2: and and I think I I think like the main thing to take away from that is it's okay if precious is only going to give you forty percent of good minutes. What needs to happen is when the other sixty comes in play, that Tibbs is able to like have the ability to be like, okay, no, Randall at the five, OG at the four, like, that's the key. If he doesn't do that, that's on him. I'm not interested in getting him another backup big, and I'm going to keep saying that on every podcast until the fucking trade deadline, because if they invest more in this front court, I'm going to be really mad. They've gotten <laughs> him enough. He has enough. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> let's at see, this let's point, this- though... Go ahead, Jeff.
1: Like I get, I get what you're saying, and I, I think I agree with what you're saying. Don't be a liberal, Jeff. Don't you think that like, like the Knicks are actually, if you believe at all what you saw tonight, this isn't like we're not, we're not in that tweener stage anymore. This is a contender. So, this is a, so they, they okay. So if Tibbs race. wants ten minutes a night of no. fucking, no, no. <sighs> I'm not why would anything. you why would you rather have because, ten minutes
2: because that is not advantageous to us like 10 minutes of but fucking he's not gonna other- he's not gonna do the other thing that's his fucking problem let him hang himself then <laughs> let him fucking hang himself that would if that's what, if he cannot if he cannot come to Jesus and realize oh my god I could use Randall the five then fuck him fuck him I don't give a shit I am not <laughs> getting him I am not getting him another toy to just, like, I am so sick and tired of making personal decisions because he needs XYZ thing for 48 minutes, or he needs, like, fuck that. You, like, there is no quality rim protector you're getting for 10 minutes tonight. Like, Andre Drummond, really? He's gonna fucking win us a championship? <laughs> fuck off, man. Fuck off. Like, I am not getting him anything else in the front court. We have an all-NBA, all-star caliber power forward. We have an all-NBA defender. We have easily the best backup center in the league he doesn't fucking need dick okay (laughs) like get the fuck out of my face he has enough josh hart is a front court player he's good like he has enough i am not getting him any more toys he has fucking enough he has enough he has enough the one thing i'll get him is a bench guard because he does need that he needs somebody else i can create so i'll get him that i
1: just if you're the gm of the team and you go to Tom Thibodeau and you're like, yeah, Julius Randle can just get those minutes. He's our best player. And Tibbs looks you in the eye and he's like, I don't believe in that. I don't believe it'll work. You'd rather just say, okay, fuck you. Like, yes, I just get him what, like, I just don't get it. Like if, if, if I would tell him to eat a dick and then I would be like, I'm going to
2: get you Malcolm Brogdon.
1: You make that work. I feel like, I feel like these, these answers were more reasonable when the team was in that middle ground, and it's like, yeah, Tibs should be seeking things, but it's like at this point, you're fuck, getting, man. Like, if, need, if literally the only other option this. is play Precious Achua or Jericho Sims, you
2: need I to have you need to have a Randall at the five option if you're going to win a championship. That's what I believe.
1: I agree with you. I'm, well, I don't. Why the just, fuck,
2: do I need him to get another fucking center? He because he's not. Enough. He's not going to do it. So that's his fucking problem. We're not gonna win a championship because we went out and got him Andre Drummond. Like Andre Drummond is not gonna win us the Eastern Conference Finals against the fucking Boston Celtics.
1: Yeah, like he's not.
2: So Tibbs can either come to Jesus or he can go fucking fuck off forever. I don't give a shit. That's his fucking decision. I'll go get it. I'll go get him, Malcolm Brogdon. I'll go get him a, a a bench shooting guard. But like, I'm not. I'm so done with the whole like he needs another big. We have five fucking centers rostered right now. Do you understand that? We have Hartenstein. We have Mitch, who's injured. We have Precious. We have Todd. We have Jericho Sims. I am not getting him a six fucking center. Get the fuck out of my face. Go away. Get the fuck out of my office is what I'm telling you. I'm Leon Rose. Get the fuck in the practice. Go study film like you love to do. Oh, you like to study film three times a day? Go study fucking film of some team. Go study Oklahoma City film. Go, go, go do that. Because they run fucking lineups without a traditional five on the floor, and magically, somehow, they've been a pretty good team, aside from tonight, where they got destroyed by the Brooklyn Nets. But, like, give me a break, dude. I'm, like, enough. And I know you're not saying this, Jeff. I know you're, like, trying to do the devil's advocate, like, good dialogue thing. But, like, enough of the fucking Tibbs shit. If Tibbs cannot, like, the entire point of getting a player of OG Ananobi's abilities is to unlock different possibilities. If he cannot explore those possibilities, that is his problem, not mine. I got you. I got you a thing. You got to explore all that. That's your fucking problem. Thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um. Yeah. Great. Great rant. Man, how's you your play <laughs> going? You um, I just watched Paolo get fouled and not <laughs> get free throws. Um. He uh, he didn't get. He's literally.
1: He's literally. All you need is seven Palo points right now. Yes, I hope. And he, they're, wait, they're running need, the
0: offense through him right now. So. You need I hope, one. I hope. Mo, I hope he gets. One,
1: you need one Mo Wagner point, right? Um. No, Mo. I just need 15 from him. He has 19. So you're seven Palo points away. Yes. And what are the odds on this one?
0: <laughs> well, the odds were plus. Twenty six thousand, and i had a 25 percent profit boost so it went dude to like we're gonna we're gonna need to have
1: a serious conversation here if you <laughs> nail this one too we're gonna no. need to we're gonna need yeah, to yeah, sit yeah, down and yeah. you know, what yeah. i, I do need some what, business.
2: I, what i need you to cook up is a uh national championship parlay on monday that's what we need <laughs>
0: I need to at least probably do some. You need research yeah, on you, you need you need to get in the film room for that one. I need yeah I need to actually do my research on <laughs> who's playing. I need to like watch a couple you know. You have to
2: like you have to like know who is actually on those teams in college football. Yes, yes, because
0: <laughs> yes. I literally have no idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, thank
2: you, Kenny, Kenny Mayor. Great, great comment. A Josh Hart OG Randall three four five. We'll against 90% of bench bigs. Thank you. Yeah, that, that is my totally point. Difference. That is my point. You're going to play Boston. They're going to have lineups. They have Horford of the five. Really? Really? You cannot fucking, like, oh, yeah, you're right, dude. We really need Drummond for that fucking matchup. <sighs> Fuck off. Are you kidding me? Drummond's going to get eaten alive in that matchup. Or, like, fucking Kelly Olenek. I-, I wouldn't mind Kelly Olenek. But, now I'm like, we don't need him. It's fine. Like, you are fine.
0: Wow. Nice list for Josh Hart to be a part of. Sean Marion, David Lee, LaMarcus Aldridge, Sabonis.
2: He was awesome tonight, man. I I can't say, like, I've shit on him a lot recently because I think he's just been, like, a bum for (laughs) most of the season. He was awesome tonight. This is the guy that you traded for last year. This is the guy. This is the guy you need every, not every night, obviously you're not going to get it every night, but, like, Mm -hmm. you need this guy to show up. Like, because this is what he's capable of. I thought he changed, he changed the game when he came in. Like, the energy and just the pace. Like, constantly in that first half when they blew the game open, dude, he was special. Like, he was special in that first half. That was incredible. That was an incredible performance. Like, honestly, I, and I mean that as somebody who's been probably as critical of him as anybody. Like, he, he was special tonight. He really was.
0: Um, JK asked the amazing question of just how <laughs> destructive was RJ Barrett. Me and me and Jeff we were talking before you got on twin about like, you know, how we all agreed before when we were talking about RJ for OG, how like OG would be uh, an upgrade. Um but we no one ever saw this significant of an upgrade and this significant of um so drastic of a of a shift um I that mean, we've seen.
2: I I will say this, like I think you saw some of the uh i don't want to say deficiencies but like because uh, i think you saw some of the like lack of shot creation from stuff og crop up not just from og but like how og fills that role and like the overall lineup whatever you saw some of that today against philly but like i mean i don't think having rj would have helped anything like oh he oh yeah it'd been awesome for him to drive to the rim and just get like blocked Stuffed. by mb like it just wouldn't have helped so um how destructive was he i don't know um and no i think
1: we know i think i think
2: we know yeah it's he was he was a pretty strong negative and i think i think the best way to put it is this the fact that randall shot like crap the fact that og shot like crap and we lost those minutes by something like i don't know probably like eight points over the combined minutes of the starting lineup in the first and second halves says something like, because the defense was stout. Like the defense, especially to start that second half, the defense was really stout. And I, there was a stat, like there was at one point in the, uh, in the third quarter, it was like, Oh, the Sixers have gone on a seven and zero run in the last four 19. And I was like, Oh, so we just can't score. Like, but our defense has been really good. That's what I, I so my takeaway was like, okay, we gotta figure some shit out on offense. And, you know, some of that might just be Julius just has to be better. Um, I will say, like, I I will consistently say this. There's a difference between getting Julius and ISO where he's faced up and Julius and ISO where he has his back to the basket. And there is a lot of back to the basket during his turnovers and disaster stretches tonight. You got to get him faced up when he's faced up and he can see the doubles. He's a different player when he's got his back to the basket. He doesn't have that. Like, I'm not, obviously it's absurd to hold him to the standard. I'm just saying like, he's not like when LeBron has his back to the basket and there's doubles coming, he senses it, right? Like he just knows it's coming. There are guys like that. Randall's never gonna sense it like that when he's got his back to the basket. He doesn't he doesn't map the floor in advance like that. He's gotta see it.
1: I mean, you saw you saw Embiid get stripped by Brunson. Embiid is taller. Like, why do you think Embiid Embiid has gone Embiid's overall stats? Like if you look at all the impact data, all the efficiency numbers, every single year in the playoffs, he's gotten worse. He's regressed except for the one year when they got swept in the bubble and he played four games, like all of those numbers, his numbers went up that one season.
0: Well, Every where, other season. Oh, oh,
1: just real quick.
2: I'm not, weren't his impact numbers through the roof in that Raptors series though, that they lost.
1: No, I didn't, I didn't say series. I meant overall playoffs. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to, I wasn't trying yeah, to no, overall <laughs> playoffs. Um, I think he was really good in that Toronto series. Um, it was, he, there was some crazy
2: number where it was like in that game seven, I think they were like plus like 12 when he was on the floor and he played 43 minutes and they lost the game by one point or something.
1: Yeah. I mean, shout out Kawhi. That, my guy. that team was, that team was so good. Yeah. <laughs> Simmons, Reddick, Harris, Butler, Embiid. That's cr- like, that's crazy. They all, it's good they never And, and this good isn't, this right isn't, now. by the way, this isn't meant to hate on Embiid. I'm sure I'm, I'm just saying that processing matters like it does and Embiid is like random I'm like on Embiid. they they just they like taking their time they like assessing the situation they that's what they do and when the they're game they're not
2: instinctual they're not like instinctual playmakers they need to see exactly. it exactly they need to see it and that's okay like that's just that's what they are like that's not not everybody is going to just un, like oh I get the ball immediately. Like I know where to go with it. Right. Like Draymond, like that's what makes Draymond special for that Warriors team is that he fundamentally understands what Steph opens up for him and is able to make those quick reads. Like that's what made that group special. Julius Randle is never going to be that. That doesn't mean that Julius Randle can't be special for you. It just means you have to cater to what he is good at. And like, to me, there's a total difference between, Oh, we have an, a mismatch for him in the post where he's had his hand up and he's got his back to the basket versus he catches it and he's faced up when he catches it and he's faced up in the same exact matchup. I love it. I think he can punish that guy, even if he ends up posting him because now he's seen the floor. He has an understanding of what it looks like. Also, by the way, I want to say he threw one of the worst passes that ended up being a sick dime to DiVincenzo at the end of the first half for a corner three. That was like ludicrous, like I knew, like he threw that pass without actually being sure Divincenzo was going to be there, and he was, and then Divincenzo buried a three. It was hilarious. Um, but yeah, look, I I really like I don't I don't really have an interest in burying Randall for tonight's performance because this is a performance to me that should be instructive about what he succeeds with and what he doesn't. And uh, at the end of the day, I'll take the offensive flaws if you're competing defensively and he competed defensively, like pretty hard tonight. I thought he was really good. Um, he had some really good possessions on bead. I think he's locked in. I, I don't think tonight was an example of him like giving up or anything like that. He had a rough game. He had a rough game. That's it. And, That's and you good.
1: know, you, you were saying a lot of things about Tibbs earlier I thought it was development and cool that he just kept Grimes out there with Hart and OG. And that's, yes. that's yes. a thing that OG Ananobi brings. Like, let's be honest. If, if this was pre-trade and Randall was having this game, it almost wouldn't matter how good Grimes was playing. If the lineup was Brunson quickly Grimes Hart, and uh, I heart, and that lineup was doing well against the bench and they were up 20, at a certain point, Randall would, or uh, Tibbs would have felt compelled to get Randall back in the game because of size. And Tibbs doesn't feel that way with Ananobi and Hart out there at three and four, which, you know, th- this is kind of the thing that you were expressing frustration about. Like, yes, the front office had to get Tibbs a toy to get him to make a decision like this, but he did make a decision like this, which is pretty cool. Well, it's good. It's
2: it just, it's good. Like, that's the reality, right? Like, I think it's safe to say... You know, we do you remember in game 4 against the Cavs, he basically he closed with Obi and we we're like, "Oh my god, like what a credit to Sibs. He but you knew that was like a one-off. Like that that was not like a thing that he trusted. I think he tr- he definitely will trust Ananobi way more than he'll trust or that he would have trusted
1: um Obi ever. And that matters yeah. to your point. Yeah, I agree entirely.
0: sorry getting distracted uh this game looks like it's about to go to overtime (laughs) um but anyways yeah um we have a lot of comments about um rj here, slightly better than killian hayes i think that's a little brutal i don't know if i go that far um yeah even in your
2: even in your biggest hater moment sam you wouldn't go that far
0: nah not with rj (laughs) nah nah he hasn't he hasn't done anything to me, like personally, like he hasn't like ruined a parlay or something or, you know.
1: Wait a second. Wait, wait a second. That means that Killian Hayes has ruined a parlay of yours. Um,
0: I don't know if I bet on Killian Hayes enough to like even remember that. I mean, I've bet I think if, I've, if, I've, I've bet on like dude, almost
1: every single NBA player. Dude, if you've bet on Killian Hayes once, you bet on him too many times um his assists were probably pretty money at one point hey guys you'll never guess who has
2: the worst plus minus in the raptors turning lineup (laughs) i'm sorry i just i i'm not i'm really i haven't even watched this game at all i just think it's really funny like it is funny like the way it works um who cares it doesn't matter you know what who cares man can we get
0: overtime i'm like three points away from this glory What's
1: what's the oh uh, you need palo for I need, Paolo,
0: I need Paolo I need palo for thirty five he has thirty two right now,
1: dude he's been wait you don't party. wait what about a Nuggets bucket and then a Paolo just get buzzer beater three walk it off
0: he hasn't been shooting that many threes this game why, why, so yeah but calm. they
1: always they always shoot threes at the buzzer Sam I told you this with Monk last night they 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 just refuse to go inside the arc even in tight games
0: <laughs> I. I just don't like the way that this game has been trending with Paolo. Cause like the last game you're shooting threes, this game, he's not really shooting threes. He's being.
2: Yeah. But you won't a, win unless they go to overtime.
0: Yeah. So I just need the nuggets to just score a bucket and that's it. Yes. Correct. Okay. But Jeff was saying, what if they score a bucket? And then Paolo comes down and shoots a three. I'm like, that's, that's like super, super unlikely. I don't want to test my luck that much. Okay. I hate you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ace
2: Bouchard, if you're betting on killing Hayes, then you have a serious problem. True. There, it's only a problem if you are
0: losing. I'm telling y'all. If you're losing, that's when it's a problem. Uh, Nick V,
2: I never thought the Raptors would do business with us. I was on board with the idea of marking everything, but I think OG was the absolute perfect piece to add. Um, I think he's the absolute perfect piece to add for right now. I still think the Knicks need to add like to win to be a true contender, I think they need we're a true a, contender. We
0: just beat the shit out of two contenders
2: <laughs> I, think they, I think they I think they need I mean i don't I don't think Philly's a true contender. I've been consistent
1: on this all year, like
0: me neither, but the media will call them that. So if we can beat the shit out of a contender by media standards, then I think we're a contender.
1: Ah, uh, damn, sorry, Sam.
0: uh, it's whatever yeah
1: oh what a fucking brutal
2: window for us like that should have been a loss man orlando should not be winning that game they should not be winning that bro game.
0: what the hell kind of shot was that anyways by Jabal murray i have no idea what he was doing like give it to Jokic. did you not just see what he did the other night
2: by the <laughs> way steve Hurt
0: is an he, idiot he should be fired that
2: like he's done he's so done with that team like that he has no ability to control that roster or like maximize their guys like it's a joke um and anybody that's like oh like these guys shouldn't be leaking this up to the press i'm sorry
0: i wish quickly did this yeah (laughs) i I wish quickly did this after the okc game (laughs) like that would have been perfect timing
2: (laughs) it says more about quickly that he never leaked something like this than it says something positively about kaminga or moody or whatever not that i disagree with it like look this is about your money at the end of the day. Yeah,
0: your livelihood. Like,
2: if the guy's not going to fucking play you, that affects your money. And it's just what it is. But yeah, I mean, look, Kerr, Kerr was a joke last night, and he's been a joke most of the season. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I watched that entire game last night, or the entire second half anyway, and it was just like kind of unbelievable to watch that meltdown and just make his one adjustment was like bringing in Chris Ball <laughs> like, really like that was okay all right well i'll take it i guess i don't know
1: and then Kuminga's is just playing all the minutes tonight which is like surprising he's doing uh, it he's doing it as one of those petty things yeah
0: this
2: is this is from zach do you think there's a story behind us not getting approved for the mitch dpe yet can we get mitch back sometime in playoffs
0: did, wasn't there like something like right after that 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 report of like oh that they they, they applied for the dpe that like he was still going to get reevaluated in like the end to, the eight to ten weeks um time frame i think that's just how it works like i okay.
2: think like it's so like you can apply for the dpe so for example let's just say the Knicks think like it's going to take him 12 weeks mm-hmm. but there's a timeline where it could take him 24 weeks um they could apply for the DPE, right? And, and that is fine. Like, that's just, like, they can they can have that option. It doesn't mean the league has to approve it. The league could look at his medicals and be like, no, he's going to be back in, like, 12 weeks, bro. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> do that. But there's no harm for the Knicks to apply for it. Um, so I don't think there's anything nefarious happening here. I just think they probably, yeah, like, they probably just haven't been approved for it yet. Uh, could we get Mitch back? time playoffs i i will say man if you get him back before the playoffs
0: and or, give him time to ramp up appropriately
2: not just that it can first of all i would love to see how tips handles that because if we're in the playoffs at that point isaiah harnstein has probably proven himself at a very high level um it'd be pretty interesting to see how that would walk through The one thing that is really nice and by the way red cats wrote a really good article today about harnstein Jennifer um, and he had like Hartenstein and Mitchell Robinson have, they seem to have a very special relationship that doesn't exist in a lot of like positional cores
1: battles in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially like there are positional core battles in the NBA and then there's being a center or a power forward yes. on the Knicks. Right. Like literally, literally their minutes are zero sum. And it was the, and the like, I feel like Randall and Obi liked each other but we talked about they, each both, other. they both understood the situation like the better the better one played the worse it was for the other one in terms of seeing the court so like there was definitely some understanding of that situation um and so for mitch and hardenstein to be like this is yeah it's, it's really special. Cool. it's special yeah it's special that's a great way of putting it
2: it, it is really like a special bond they seem to have and like I mean, in the article, he talks about how like they, he like traveled to like go see him in Louisiana or something this year,
0: or the summer. So sweet, yeah. Um, walk our freezer, man. Shout out to the Knicks crowd in Philly. Let's go Knicks! Chance in the arena was the cherry on top tonight. That city is nothing but a dingleberry in New Jersey State. <laughs> 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 that's a really good comment
2: uh do you think they will stop at white castle on the way back in cherry hill does the white castle in cherry hill still exist does anybody know
0: i have no idea
2: if only there was some way we could find out on the internet
1: is that a is that a harold and kumar reference maybe (laughs) (laughs) maybe it is it's a, it's a pretty sick reference. You got the sickest
0: <laughs> reference. <laughs> oh my gosh! This was probably the best part of tonight. Clyde saying, "You do you guys remember Uber got hit by a car? <laughs> <laughs> like that was like that was just like so random out of nowhere." <laughs> it was yeah. good to have Clyde back on the call tonight. Him and Kenny Albert. It was better than that. The the, the cops of Alan Hahn and um, Wally Zorbiak.
2: So I actually I watched this game at my friend's place. And for Ugh. some unfortunate reason, he decided that we had to listen to the ESPN broadcast.
0: Ew! Um, but I, I think have that's a rec- friend that you have to drop.
2: But <laughs> I have
1: I have a recorded
2: on MSG broadcast, so
1: I am. I'll say this. I have to say, Shwain. I mean, obviously, it helps that it was like a huge blowout. I thought the ESPN broadcast was fine. Like Mark Jones had minimal Gucci bag bullshit, and, <laughs> and, and he is Dor- cooking with fish grease. All right, and, man, and, Dor- relax. and Doris like actually came off a little bit like a Knicks Homer. Obviously, when the Knicks are just running rampant, like it's going to seem like that. But yeah, I I thought the ESPN broadcast was fine. <laughs> did Did Klein actually say this? We miss IQ mixed reviews for RJ. Uh,
0: sort of. Yeah, he was talking about like the reception for our um for uh, for to the trade. He was like, you know, they really miss him, man. They really miss IQ. He was like, mixed reviews for RJ. <laughs> I was like, yeesh. I was like, is he on Twitter with us? Like, <laughs> well, he, dude, Clyde, over the last like
2: seven, eight years, has just given less and less of a fuck. He had that comment <laughs> after we traded Mellow, right? Where he was like, Mellow never plays defense. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh my God. Like, Jesus.
1: <laughs> oh, man. There's a uh, there's like a South Park episode where Cartman has Butters print out all the tweets about him where nobody calls him fat or stupid or anything just so he can only read nice things said about him. Maybe Clyde like does something like that, like has an assistant print out tweets for him. Nick's related tweets, tweets to to stay current. You know, I wonder if he has any of mine. Or, or if he has a burner.
2: What, back, back when Sam used to put out bangers all the time.
0: I still kind of do. I had the, the Doodle Bob joke the other day. Call <laughs> that him, one just
2: left. What did you, you get <laughs> on that? Like 20 k? No, nine, nine point
1: nine.
0: Yeah,
2: you, you're not, you're not Hubert, bro. Yeah,
1: you're, 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 not, you're not keeping track or anything there, Sam. Nine point
0: nine, you know. Did <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> hey, you, oh, you
2: say this too? A yeah, he said is
0: my guy, though. He's a Puma guy. <laughs> <laughs> Clyde Clyde was on it tonight.
2: <laughs> good, man. That's good. I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. To, like, Bro, this is I'm, we I'm excited, to, well, I'm excited to watch this for I'm excited to rewatch this for obvious reasons, but I am very <laughs> excited to rewatch it with the MSG broadcast. The, yeah, I mean, the ESPN broadcast You're right. The ESPN broadcast was fine. It was just like, it doesn't have the same charm, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Especially Clyde's first game back, you know, he had to he had to put on a show for us.
1: <clears throat> Let's see what other comments we have here. You know, Sam, we don't have to have more comments.
2: <laughs> this is Connor, Connor Pearson Word. RJ made it worse today. There's a video that the Raptors posted. Where, yes, uh, where RJ says he needs to bring IQ to yes, we we all saw this. And uh we had a very lengthy discussion about this in our Discord. Um all I will say is that <laughs> RJ's very eating world. habits, his eating habits uh, have been in question for a little while. And um,
0: olive oil, peanut butter sandwiches,
2: you know, it, it,
0: maybe, maybe it was <laughs> not of-
2: olive
1: oil, peanut butter sandwiches is crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, eats, he eats peanut butter sandwiches doused in olive oil. That's a real thing. You're not making that up. Yeah, I thought you were that's a real thing.
0: That's a real thing that he eats. Oh my God. <laughs> Wonder, wonder why he looks so lethargic sometimes
2: and, and, and from what I gathered is he was recommending IQ to go to some like shitty Mediterranean food chain that is basically like the waffle house it's like the waffle house of like Mediterranean
1: food chains or something dude I'm not even commenting on like the health of it that just sounds disgusting like, what <laughs> it does sound okay. gross Olive oil toast. Dude, like, oh <laughs> throwing together some peanut butter on toast. You know what I could go with this? Olive oil. Like what?
0: <laughs> and like the, the sandwiches were
2: glistening with yeah, olive oil. <laughs> <they're> <laughs> It's like they were looking real fucking buttery
1: and i'm like oh that's not butter actually that's not butter that's it's fucking olive,
2: olive
1: oil. dude like like he goes he goes like, he goes to like one of those italian restaurants where they bring you the bread and the, the, the little thing of olive oil and he's like yo man could you bring me some peanut butter like, what the fuck is happening
2: say 212 you will not speak bad of waffle house Denny's is a shitty chain. Look, I love Waffle House, man. <laughs> I went to school in Michigan. There's no Waffle Houses in Michigan because of some like the the tax or whatever. They don't allow the franchises to open there. So we used to drive from Ann Arbor sometimes after we uh, procured levels of certain drugs, uh, and we would go to Waffle House in Toledo, and it was fantastic. I love Waffle House. It's fantastic. It is the best and most satisfying six dollar meals you'll ever find uh in america so i love me some waffles
1: they're probably like 16 dollars now
2: yeah and it's still like you're like yeah that that's fine that's fine this actually feeds like a family
0: of seven <laughs>
2: <laughs> like the waffles at waffles the size of them are so ridiculous
0: <laughs> i've seen them it's actually insane Did you guys Uh, see the Dylan Windler shit? he had like thirty three rebounds in a game tonight in
1: in like a like a game.
0: No, Dylan Windler. He had thirty three rebounds in a G League game today. Oh, in
2: a G League game, okay. Yeah, I was like, "Where are you talking about like a real NBA game?" I was like, "Damn, no, we really lost one, huh?" (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, like, look. At the end of the day, you know, a, a month ago we were sitting here. I don't know about us, but a lot of people are talking about like we don't have a signature win. We we haven't been a good team.
0: We've had like three. This
2: yeah, week. and now and 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 not just that. Like, look, you had the the Christmas Day game, which is just different now because the team is entirely different. For this to be the third game of this new look Knicks team, and to just put, I mean, again, like you, I, you guys said you guys talked about this before I got on here, but yeah, we can talk about free throw luck and three-point shooting luck and all that, you win my 30 fucking points. It ain't just about that. Like, it's about more than that. And for that to be the third game of what this new-look Knicks team is, and in a scenario where I think we all agree, like, yeah, it's great that Deuce McGride went 4-4 four four from three in the first quarter. It's cool that Grimes went off from three in the fourth quarter. To not have that third shot creator yet and to have a result like this says a lot, man. I think this team is, I mean, Jeff, Jeff was, Jeff was on pod strict that dropped this morning and like we talked about it, but this team is a lot closer than I think the consensus nationally is. And I think this front office believes that also. And that's why they made this deal. So, you know, whatever happens in the future is what happens, but they made a call and at least in the immediate term, these results are, very encouraging for what they chose
1: yeah yeah they're i mean this is just awesome like you you weren't on here but like me and sam were just like what do we talk about like this is just <laughs> so they, like oh yeah this is they they just <laughs> they just fucking <laughs> annihilated the sixers in philly to the point that people who traveled from new york were chanting let's go nicks in their own yeah. building like that was a bloodbath and that was yeah. and, I, and, and i was trying- like what are we going to talk about for a week? Uh, this is what I was saying to Sam, too. They've got Washington and Portland the next four days. Don't, like, don't, don't,
2: don't. Come on, Jeff. Don't, you know the don't tempt, think, fate. Yeah, don't tempt fate. I don't know, dude. Yeah. I know, I, Jeff. I know But I'm also. I'm, 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 all, I'm also. Guy. Come on, come on. Come on, come on.
0: <laughs> I mean, looking at what teams like Dallas and Cleveland have done to those respective teams the past couple days, it's like, I like the Knicks chances. So I saw a comment earlier in the stream. Someone said, "Like, who does OG even guard on on Washington? Like, is anyone worth his time?" <laughs> it's like you just probably throw him on Kuzma and just like make Kuzma's life that much more annoying for yeah, the game. Yeah, it'll
1: it'll be Kuzma, and they'll put Divincenzo on
0: pool.
1: Nice <laughs> uh, Jones bombs away.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, Jordan Bub brings up the Knicks' defensive rating in December was one hundred and twenty three point six, worse than the NBA. New York trades for OG on the thirty first. Defensive rating in January, 102.4, best in the NBA, night and day, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I was talking to Jeff before too about like how I think before we made this trade that we were giving up 115 plus nightly. It felt like and that was that was like the baseline. Then, that was yeah, that was like that was the baseline. Every it was up from there, um, and since then it's like we I think the highest Jeff said was 106 versus Minnesota we allowed, which is absolutely ridiculous in today's NBA with the way teams are scoring. Um, it's just a testament to how OG has kind of put everyone in their place where they should be defensively.
2: Well, like tonight, right? Like OG. Okay. So if you just look at his box score, right? OG goes,
0: it's not that most impressive. He's
2: three of 11 for 11 mm-hmm. points, two rebounds, one steal, no blocks. Like he was a plus 20 tonight. And that's not like, like this is the thing again. This is the, this is like the quickly thing where it's like you can really impact the game. Even if you don't shoot the fucking ball well, obviously their roles are entirely different. So Quickly's role dictated he probably needed to score more consistently than OG because we were dependent on him as a shot creator. Um, this is a little bit different than that, but the logic holds true. Where it's like, this is a guy who doesn't need to shoot well every game or any game necessarily to have a plus impact and that plus 20 is not a bullshit plus 20. That's not like, Oh, he was on the floor and good thing. Like he's part of that. That defense is good when he's on the floor every fucking time, because he adds so much value. And like, it's, it's really as simple as that to me. He, he's just a, he's a special defender. That's very obvious. And, and it's one that I, I, and I have, I will continue to repeat this because I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong. Like, I completely underestimated and undervalued how significant of an addition that would be and how much it would unlock other guys and open them up to be in their best roles and and versions of themselves.
1: Yeah. That, that's the part I was going to add on. Like everything he does on the ball is great. His corner three point shooting or just three point shooting in general is great. The gravity it provides. The way that just the mere presence of OG Ananobi has optimized so many other players immediately is just worth so much more than you can see than you're seeing when he has the ball in his hands or something. Like that's worth like that's what people never understood when we talked about things like synergy and lineup fit and stuff like that. It's like the things you can't see are worth way more than the things you can see and i hope that there you know the people out there who were naysayers or were like very against this um in terms of og being an upgrade over rj it's like i hope they're starting to evolve their methodologies for evaluating you know basketball because it's it's way more nuanced than the conversations you know they were having were
0: yeah um, is that Zach's future head, future Knicks head coach, Steve Kerr. (laughs) Uh,
2: no. Steve Kerr needs to, like, he needs a year off. He needs to get the fuck out of this league for a little bit, and and honestly look at himself, because this year has been a, a travesty of coaching for him.
0: Kenny Mayer says, um, sorry to bring it back to RJ, but he says RJ got benched less than two minutes into the third quarter. This is what can happen when you didn't draft him third overall and don't feel that commitment. And that's part of the reason, you know, why things couldn't happen here in New York a certain way. Cause like, you know, politics, you know, how things look. Yeah.
2: You just, it's, it's just a different pressure and it's, it's tough. Like, and, and and I'm sure that, it's, it's probably easier for him to accept just being a guy in a rotation somewhere where he wasn't a third overall pick, even if it is home and all that stuff. Like, It's easier to buy into that when you're not in New York and you that wasn't the franchise that picked you third overall.
0: Um, Zach also asks for your <laughs> thoughts on the Knicks heading to Washington for January 6th. and David Goodman uh, says Alan Hahn was busy getting ready for the January 6th celebrations yeah, today. I,
2: I'm just – I'm excited – for a real patriots day tomorrow. Just uh the the real patriots are coming. <laughs> Jeff is
1: just like that's I mean Jeff look, it's like a national holiday where he lives. Twin, 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 where were you on January 6th? You talked about Jeff, it quite a Jeff, bit. Jeff is there gonna be a parade in your town <laughs> for January 6th yeah. Yes, I don't know. I I don't. <laughs> no comment. Maybe I'll be. I don't know, yeah, no comment. <laughs>
0: so that's where Alan Hahn was today.
2: Alan Hahn was like busy getting ready for the uh, the Long Island celebration. The festivities, you know. <laughs> the
0: festivities tomorrow.
2: <laughs> Had to pick up the right white gown. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god
2: we've Going reached that
1: point <laughs> <laughs> this what happens when the Knicks beat team by 40 on
2: national TV Kenny Mayer uh D.Vincenzo won't get talked about much tonight but another 4-6 four, for 3 remember uh first few games in starting the lineup he wasn't getting looks. it feels like starting lineup now seeks him out yeah I mean again I hate I don't want <laughs> there's a difference in the flow there's a difference in the flow of the starting lineup like and the comments that you we've seen from julius from tibbs from brunson like they speak to this stuff um there's a different flow 100
0: davion mitchell fucking sucks by the way he had the nerve to comment on on twitter acting like people were betting on him like bro you're not even listed on Fanduel. no one could bet on you if they even wanted to <laughs> you're not that good Dude. <laughs> Sam, you might have a problem, man. You might have a problem. <laughs> bro, nah, he really had some nerve thinking that like people were betting on him like he was he, you I know, remember like Kevin Hurter? Uh, uh, I, I
2: don't care about your overs. Bro, let me tell you something. We only care about your unders.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, bro, that shit is cash money every game.
2: <laughs> My Davion Mitchell under 4 points. Cash.
1: <laughs> cash that shit. <laughs> Like, who does he think he is?
2: This is Cotter Pearson Ward hot and brushing up <laughs> on his insults by watching Janko and again. <laughs>
0: oh, really <laughs> oh my gosh. Chris
2: Bernard, will we see the American Viking at halftime tomorrow? <laughs> uh, one can hope, right? <laughs> Believe no, those. but I, just in general I, I want to ask you guys this like i'm I'm genuinely like because I thought it was insane to start that fourth quarter without brunson on the floor. were you guys like when that lineup came out, were you cool with that or did you because I genuinely like I just don't like you're putting a game like to me it's a fifteen point game or whatever it was 17. 17, 17 point game it takes three possessions it takes three possessions they were empty for most of the next three possessions to start that quarter. I don't like that. I would rather, I think that's an opportunity to press your advantage. And like, you would rather end the game sooner than, oh, let's see what the bench can do here. And then I'll bring Brunson when I bring him in. And he had sat Brunson from what, like the three minute mark in the, in the third quarter. If I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah. He pulled him. Uh, Look, I mean,
2: no, I, 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 I'm like, if you like, I'm, Open to the idea that I'm being ridiculous. I just think it's insane because the first half rotations to me were awesome. They were perfect. Like he had Brunson and or Randall on the floor at all times, and that's what you need to aim for. To me, I understand Randall had a disaster class in the in the third quarter, but I had no problem with him being out there because I was like, fundamentally,
1: to me, you need to have one of those guys on the floor at all times. So I think there was. Just so you know, I think that lineup was out there in the first half too. I'm like ninety percent sure. Um, my opinion is, and by the way, I think it. I think it also won its minutes in both halves. Um, my opinion is that it is an untenable lineup in the playoffs. So if you're right now preparing for playoff rotations, you should start staggering Brunson Randall more, uh, more aggressively, and make sure one is on the court at all time. Make sure you know they learn how to play apart from each other. I would bet that Tibbs is trying to get the starting lineup the most possible minutes together right now, which is going to lead to some funky bench lineups because he recognizes that the starting lineup is the most important five man unit right now or and will be for the rest of the season. And so, you know, you know, we, we both joke about a lot. Tibbs loves playing the starters, start halves, you know, lots of minutes in a row. Doesn't like making early subs, but I think he's, I think there's actually valid logic behind leaning on that even more now. And in the meantime, I'm not as against this bench lineup as you are, just because I think the Deuce, Grimes, Hart, um, OG, like if he does what he did tonight, which by the way, Schwinn, I think this was a one night thing because he was staggering OG with Maxi, and Maxi gets the start of the second and fourth quarter. So we wanted OG on the court with Maxi. And you know how Tibbs works. He's not just like, oh, OK, I'll just I'll take Randall and OG out. No, that's not going to fly. He just flip flopped the OG Randall. My guess is he'll be back to more normal staggering when OG, when, when the matchups dictate it. But on the on the nights that those bench lineups are going to be OG plus uh, precious Deuce Grimes heart, that foursome of Deuce Grimes heart OG is like one of the best. Four-man defensive units, and like they're not—they're just not going to get killed, yeah. despite the lack of initiation.
0: Yeah, I mean if they're uh, if they're causing enough, um so what you call it, turnovers, I would say.
2: What I w- what I would love to see is just don't like if you're going to do like I think at least then have Hartenstein on the floor. That would that would do a lot for me, because if you have Hartenstein on the floor, then you have somebody who I trust, or at least believe in as like a hub like somebody that can create something that can help deuce like because i i don't i i like deuce i think deuce is a legitimate player but i don't think he can just create like that and so you need to give him somebody that can help him out with that and i think hartenstein could help with that so i guess like if if that's what's what it's gonna and i get it like he he was trying to match up a lot of things So maybe I'm being too harsh on him, but Hartenstein needs to be on the, like one of those three guys needs to be on the floor with that bench group as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Be it Brunson, Randall, Hartenstein. One of those three needs to be on the floor with with that bench group because that lineup of, it was like Deuce, it was Deuce Grimes, Hart, OG, Precious. And I'm like, they're not going to get a foot in the paint. And they didn't get a foot in the paint for like three possessions. Like they just didn't do it. Cause I can't, um, that that's a little tough for me. Like, I don't, I I don't necessarily believe in the, Oh, the, the, the lead guard has to get two feet in the paint off a drive every time down, but you do need to get some level of like penetration pause. Um, (laughs) and, and I think Hartenstein could help with that a lot. And I, I actually like him with that bench group because all those guys are good cutters. So you can at least like, you know, scrounge out a few points there. But yeah. this is from next day. <laughs> Darvin <laughs> Ham is running a Christy Prince Vanderbilt. He's eighty-nine. <laughs> how's
1: it? How's it going? <laughs> how's it going?
2: <laughs> Dude,
1: Darvin Ham.
0: Did you guys see? T- did you guys see Taylor Jenkins run out onto the court? During the game, by the way, like to stop the Lakers' fast break, because he was upset. He was was upset because LeBron like collided with Jaron Jackson Jr. for a loose ball, and they didn't call it. So like, they were the Lakers are going the other way on a fast break, and he like ran in front of Torian Prince. (laughs) That's so So, cool.
2: That's that's like the Friday Night Lights (laughs) scene where he (laughs) tackles Riggins. Yeah.
1: It's also it's, it, it's, it's also it's also like it's also like uh, Jason Kidd having the guy bump into him, you know, with the water to get the free timeout. That was actually <laughs> that was really smart, by the way. That was really smart.
2: Yeah, that's like I I actually am surprised that more that has never happened since then because like you could easily talk about that prior to a game and be like, look, if I give you this signal,
0: like, just do this thing. Run into me.
2: Yeah, that was. <laughs> It was really smart, Uh, but the funny thing is Jason Kidd did that. But he also has didn't he? I remember one time he told he told Middleton they were up three with like a second or something left, and then she had no timeouts, and he was like, just miss the free throw intentionally. And he's like, well, if I make this, we go up four. So yeah, I just miss it intentionally. They ended up winning anyway because like you know you didn't make a fucking full court heave. But Jason Kidd is a special a special Individual. guy yeah how much time was left it was something like
1: one or two seconds left man it was really <laughs> and what oh so yeah so going from three to four it's just like why would you not just do that well just, just have him try to make the oh wow this lineup
2: is <laughs> oh my goodness it's a lineup <laughs> yeah. all
1: right
0: yeah. <laughs> unsurprisingly it's, it's it's one of the lineups ever
2: so i i want to throw this out there i know we're probably wrapping up here but like Mm. i wanted to throw this out here because i thought it was pretty interesting comment i saw from somebody it was like (laughs) do we all agree that quickly was basically the the prize of the
1: of the yeah definitely yes
2: so i I saw somebody point like i don't remember the 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 account it might have been it might have been the great account dr Kingsborough uh and I think he said something like, look, I saw quickly get traded as a centerpiece of a trade for OG Ananobi. I see people talking about Austin Reeves as like this stud guy all the time. Like, what does it mean then? Like, cause like, it was kind of like the idea of like, what then is like, if that's what quickly is worth. And if people think Reeves is so much better than him, what's he worth? I thought that was an interesting point because to me, and, and I, I, I forgot who I was debating or somebody was like, somebody had present, presented to me in this hypothetical, of like, would you trade three unprotected picks and RJ for, for OG instead of what we did? And I was like, yes, I would 100% do that. And so I was like, no, but you can't do that. The unprotected picks would be way, worth way more in a future trade for a superstar. And I was just like, first of all, I don't think we agree on the value of IQ then. And second, I think we're a contender. Like if we just have IQ, Definitely. um but like i'm curious to like i mean what do you like because reeves had a weird year right where like i know the impact wait, wait, are you are like, you
1: asking what austin reeves is worth
2: i guess like i don't know it was just like an interesting thought like it was an interesting thought exercise for me where i was like well like now that quickly has been traded for this thing mm-hmm. i feel like a little bit validated in terms of like how i valued him um and i'm just kind of wondering, like. Well, if that's what he's worth, like, look, people have talked a lot about Austin Reeves. I think Austin Reeves is a good player. I don't think the impact metrics this year totally capture how good he is. I think he's been put in some shitty situations. I do I think mean, he's-
0: the Lakers fluctuate him between being a starter and being on the bench week to week, basically.
2: Yeah, and, and I'm just, and I'm just wondering, like, I don't know. Uh, this is from Kevin Danishevsky. you are you saying IQ is worth three unprotected picks? No. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is that I would rather have quickly on this current roster with OG than have the three unprotected picks. Like, there are scenarios where I would rather have traded quickly for instead of three unprotected picks. I was presented a hypothetical where we still got OG, and to me, that is a contender. Like For sure. I would rather bet on the thing that I think is a contender than have the picks where I think we still need to make a move for a contender. Um I could be wrong on that. I'm open to being wrong on that. It's fine.
0: Hmm. So what is Reeves worth? I mean that is it's very interesting. Cause like <clears throat> with quickly it's like there's the offensive upside and there's the defensive upside um so there's that two-way upside with him which is why i that's why at least we think quickly is at least better than reeves but like reeves reeves defensively man like i remember in the fiba games like they were actively hunting him like teams were actively hunting him and even see sometimes in, in, in the nba games too like teams will hunt him sometimes as well um so you know there is that one sidedness versus the two way capabilities of IQ and, you know, all the other little things that he does. But, man, I don't know. I I, I, th- I don't think Reeves can be. I mean, it depends. Like what are the Lakers like like Reeves for Jazante Murray? Like, are we trying to like gauge it that way?
1: I mean, to, to your point, Sam, Reeves is in the first percentile in defensive EPM this season. Like he's legitimately he's worse than Tyrese Halliburton defensively. Which should be. So he, I was, was, was trying to be nice. So does APM basically have him as the worst defender in the league? Then, um, let's see. I'm Trying to be nice. No, he's the second worst defender in the NBA, ahead of Malachi Br- Branham. Yeah, he's terrible. Branham is fucking.
2: He's something else defensively.
1: Hal is- in, in the eighth percentile. So I,
2: I think I think this is a fair point that Kenny Mayor brings up i just don't think how tibbs deploys iq would ever be worth that value to the knicks and now with og they have another guaranteed closer would have made iq ddv i'm assuming this is supposed to be quentin grimes fight for the last closing spot yeah. um yeah no i and I, that's what i mean like i like me personally my evaluation is that if you had quick on this team in like you just had him and OG replaced RJ, that team is a contender. And I think you made the trade to get OG because that was a ceiling contention move. Like that was a move to raise your ceiling, to elevate to a ceiling contender or to being a contender. And I think we saw proof of concept tonight. And I I watched that game tonight and like I watched these past three games and I'm like, man, um, or right, so Kenny Kenny just specified. I meant Josh Hart as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I just, I just viewed this team now and I'm like, one, I undervalued, underestimated what uh, OG did for the team. So mea culpa. Uh, But like,
0: I think we all did,
2: but like, I don't think I, there's no way to prove this, but like, I do think that with quick in that spot as the night, like in that rotation of nine guys, all of a sudden now, I think you have a nine-guy rotation that is – there's no minuses. Like, look, I've shit on Josh Hart, but, like, I don't think Josh Hart is a 30th percentile player. I think he's playing like one – or he was playing like one until tonight. But I don't think that's what he is. I think he's better than that. And I, I would I, – I would be comfortable betting on the team in that situation without the picks because – I think even if you need to move, even if you need to make, make a move later, I would value quickly above the picks. And I think in a year's time, you can still trade two unprotected picks. You could even trade the 2025 pick at the, at the draft. So you could trade three picks. You could trade quickly. You could probably still trade Grimes, potentially. And like, to me, that's a real package for a star,
1: but this is, this is why Kenny's point is so good yeah it Just is so much bake, baked it, baked into your analysis into a lot of your analysis is an assumption that keeping quickly cool, and yeah. max it, it, they they would return value that you think should be returned like quickly is worth way more to the raptors right now than he would have been on the knicks um because they're going to at least try to maximize his impact um I think that if quickly was the starting shooting guard for the Knicks and was playing 30 to 35 minutes a night and they were staggering him in Brunson's that one was always on the court at all times. I think you can make the argument that you're, you know, that you're making, but they they
2: weren't going to play
1: in that that role. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, That's fair. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I think this is going to be one that like that just, works out really well for the Knicks honestly I mean if the if the returns are what they what they seem like they are and again guys this is this is just so outrageously outlandish like this kid if they keep this up this is legitimately like one of the best teams of all time so you know enjoy this but like it's going to come down to earth a little bit I assume and but it'll still be really good and that'll be okay so you know when that day happens don't be like oh what happened they were running woodshed on teams no they're still gonna be a really good team this is this is a really fucking good team i i don't know how many times i can say that
2: well also like if they were valuing quick equal to three unprotected picks i feel like somewhat validated in my own belief then
0: yeah it's fair analysis Vivek brings up imagine trading RJ for OG after the playoffs last year then we wouldn't even need Dondi DiVincenzo on the roster we'd be an Eastern Conference Finals floor DiVincenzo would probably be like that icing on top if it's like an RJ for OG straight up swap with IQ Chris Boucher
2: is a hilarious basketball player
0: are you watching the, the Raptors game? I am
2: Quickly just try to throw a lob to Barnes, which Boucher intercepted. He got an assist, though, but it was a very hilarious Chris Boucher play.
0: All right. I think we will end things off here. Um, Shout out to everyone that's been here with us. Um, Watching, supporting, make sure you guys hit that like button, make sure you guys are hitting subscribe as we are trying to surpass 1k subs. We have already hit the 1k sub mark. We're trying to get to 2k subs and above. Uh, make sure you guys check out all the links in the description. We got links to the site, merch, Patreon, and Twitter. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. Um, make sure you're checking out Patreon so you can get access to Discord. I've been dropping some plays lately. Um, <laughs> some came close. Some have not. Um, but you know, Sam's tomorrow...
2: You're ballin'. Tomorrow's... Ballin
0: tomorrow's a new day <laughs> um so there's that um but yeah um we will catch you guys tomorrow as the next play the wizards and hopefully it's another beat down um everyone enjoy your saturday
1: peace out